Hello, this is Veronica from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 20th of September. The Election Commission of India has suggested that cash donation to political parties above 2,000 rupees should not remain anonymous. Currently, political parties are supposed to disclose cash donations above 20,000 rupees and the source of the donations. The Commission has also sought to limit the amount of cash donations received by political parties to 20 crore rupees or 20% of the total donations, whichever is lower. The move comes after Chief Election Commissioner Rajiv Kumar wrote to Law Minister Kiran Rajiju about proposed amendments to Representation of the People Act to cleanse political funding landscape. Citing people familiar with the matter, Hindustan Times reported that the Commission is trying to reform the way recognised parties work and crack down on black money and tax evasion. The EC has also said that each candidate must open a separate bank account for election purposes. If a candidate contests as an MLA first and then decides to contest as an MP later, two separate accounts need to be opened for each election. This will reportedly help the Commission keep track of the candidate's expenditure limits and bring transparency to the system. The BJP today held protests in Jaipur against the Congress government's failure to contain lumpy skin disease, which has affected over 50,000 cattle in Rajasthan. The protesters clashed with the police and broke barricades while chanting slogans. The disease has affected milk collection in Jaipur and sent the prices of sweets soaring. The Jaipur Dairy Federation has said milk collection is down 15-18%. to 18%. Lumpy skin disease is a viral disease spread by mosquitoes, flies, lice and wasps. It causes fever and nodules on the skin and can be fatal. The goat pox vaccine has proved effective against the disease, but the number of cattle affected are reportedly still rising. The BJP had raised the issue in the state assembly on Monday with one of its MLAs, Suresh Singh Rawat, bringing a cow to the assembly. Chief Minister Ashok Gehlot has demanded that the central government declare the disease a national calamity. The Bombay High Court today directed the Brihan Mumbai Municipal Corporation to demolish an unauthorized construction at Union Minister Narayan Rane's bungalow in Juhu area. The court said the construction violated the floor space index and coastal regulation zone rules. The court directed the BMC to carry out the demolition within two weeks and submit a compliance report. It also fined Rane 10 lakh rupees. The money has to be deposited with the Maharashtra State Legal Services Authority within two weeks. A bench of Justices R.D. Dhanuka and Kamal Khatta said the BMC could not be permitted to consider the second application filed by Rane's family company Kalka Real Estates, asking for the unauthorised construction to be regularised. The bench said this would encourage wholesale unauthorised constructions. The BMC had rejected the first regularisation application earlier this year in June. Four construction workers were killed after a boundary wall at Noida's Jalvayu Vihar collapsed this morning. Twelve other workers who were trapped in the debris have been pulled out. According to the district magistrate, the Noida Development Authority had given a contract to repair the drainage system near the apartment complex. The incident purportedly took place when the workers were pulling out bricks. The magistrate said the incident was being investigated. Uttar Pradesh Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath's office directed officials to ensure the injured received proper treatment. Listeners, speaking of Uttar Pradesh, early this year, a young man wielding a sharp-edged weapon attacked two police constables at Gorakhpur's Goraknath Temple. 
On 26th of August, the UP police filed a charge sheet against Ahmad Murtaza Abbasi, claiming that he wanted to establish Islam's superiority as endorsed by the terrorist outfit ISIS because he was influenced by the notion of global jihad that those who don't believe in Islam are idol worshippers or kafirs and so should be killed and sent to hell. Abbasi himself, in a video that surfaced a few days after the attack, purportedly claimed that he was driven by anger against the harassment of Muslims for protesting against the new citizenship law and the prohibition on Muslims wearing the hijab in Karnataka schools. If you would like to know more about the UP police's case against Abbasi, read Akanksha Kumar's report on newslaundry.com. It is titled, Internet Activity, PayPal Transfers. UP police lay out their case against Goraknath attack suspect. We're able to bring you such reports and analysis because we don't depend on governments, political parties or corporations for ads. News Laundry is an ad-free platform. We rely only on you to support us. So, if you're not a part of our independent news model already, head over to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscription plans start as low as 300 rupees only. Pay to keep news free. At least 13 people, including seven children, were killed after government helicopters shot down a school in Myanmar's north-central region. The school's administrator said that two of the four government MI-35 helicopters started attacking the school on Friday. She said that the helicopters started firing machine guns and heavier weapons at the school. The school, which is situated in the Tabayin township, has 240 students from kindergarten to year 8. The administrator said that the helicopters kept shooting into the compound from the air for an hour. Following the air attack, 80 soldiers entered the monastery compound where the school is and began firing their guns at the buildings. She said, The attack is being termed as one of the deadliest attacks on children since the junta took power of the country early last year. According to the United Nations, at least 260 attacks have taken place on schools and educational personnel since the takeover. Uganda has declared an outbreak of Ebola after authorities confirmed a case of the rare Sudan strain in the country. World Health Organization's Africa office said in a statement that there are reportedly eight suspected patients who are receiving care. The last case of Ebola in the country was reported in 2019. WHO Africa's regional director said that Uganda is no stranger to effective Ebola control. Thanks to its expertise, action has been taken quickly to detect the virus and we can bank on this knowledge to halt the spread of infections, the director said. A 24-year-old man was detected with the Sudan strain and subsequently died. The confirmed case had high fever, diarrhea and abdominal pains and was vomiting blood, Reuters reported. The Ebola virus is a deadly disease which spreads to people through direct contact with the blood, body fluids and tissues of animals. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.